This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740 radio. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, we're also on 96.7 on the FM dial. I'm Walter Rigabon, your co-host. As usual with me in studio this morning is Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. We've got a really uh, great show for you this morning. We have on shortly John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills and also the host of the John Murphy Show on WGR 550. Middle of the hour, we've got the godfather of sports radio, Eddie Andelman, calling us in from Boston. Uh, I'm going to be talking Patriots and Bruins, and he's uh, a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. He is the godfather of sports radio, and we're certainly looking forward to speaking with him. At the bottom of the hour, the welcoming back, our, uh, our Svengali Neil Dernings will be talking about uh, all things fitness and nutrition and catching up with you, Neil. Uh, welcome, welcome to the studio this morning. It's so good to be back, guys. Anyways, let's certainly look into talking about some interesting topics at the bottom of the hour, but uh, the Buffalo Bills are starting their playoff run, Naz, and I know you're a big Buffalo Bills fan, and uh, without further ado, we'll, have, uh, we'll bring on to the show right now John Murphy. John, the voice of the Buffalo Bills. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you guys today? We're doing fantastic. We're certainly looking forward to a uh, a great game tomorrow night between the Bills and the Patriots. We think, uh, Naz and I were talking about it earlier, we think we might get a different result than we got earlier so. in the season. Yeah, uh, so. I, how's that game lining up, John? What, do you, what are you feeling about it? Well, um, you know, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, the Bills have had uh, very little, if any, success up in Foxborough over the years, so it's difficult to say, uh, you know, you're confident that the Bills can handle them. But this, this game is set up pretty well for Buffalo, first of all, because they are healthy. They are, they are as healthy as they've uh, been in a long time, and for the first time in a long time, they have a shorter injury list than the opponents. The Patriots have some injury concerns, so that that sounds good. The Bills are playing better, and that's the most important thing. The Bills... Uh, you know, have kind of discovered their running game over the last two games. Both of them wins. Uh, they've got the healthy quarterback Tyrod Taylor playing pretty well. He has not thrown an interception in 15 consecutive quarters. I think the defense has come around a little bit, although they'll be severely tested tomorrow night by Tom Brady and the Patriots. So um, even though, you know, the, the I guess the smart money is on the Patriots, I think the Bills have a, a pretty good chance to uh, – at least to play well and maybe to spring an upset tomorrow night. John, the most dangerous receiver on the New England Patriots is Gronkowski. How do we stop him? Yeah, great question. Nobody's really come <laughs> up with an answer yet. I know from talking to Rex Ryan this week, he believes in, in a combination of uh, coverages to stop him. You know, the uh, the, Bills, the, the 
the Buffalo Bill player probably best equipped to stop them is out Aaron Williams, who remains out of the lineup. He got hurt uh, more than a month ago, and he won't be back for a couple more weeks. But, um, yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, I think you want to sometimes have a safety cover him, sometimes have a linebacker drop and cover him. I think you want to have him bracketed, you know, a couple of defenders around her. And maybe the most important thing with Gronkowski is to, is to slow his release off the line of scrimmage to get a pretty good uh, – you know, jam on him at the line of scrimmage so that he does not immediately get downfield and hurt you deep. He probably, from his tight end spot, is the uh, the best deep threat the Patriots have on the roster. He has been for a couple of years, so you don't want to get him uh, free running through your secondary. You want to uh, reroute him, redirect him, but it's difficult to do because he's such a big, strong guy. We're, uh, of course, talking to the voice of the Buffalo Bills, John Murphy, and also host of the John Murphy Show on WGR 550 weeknights. Uh, John, please tell me, Please tell me the Bills aren't going to be wearing those god-awful red red uniforms tomorrow night. Is, is, are they putting those away for the season? Yeah, well, they'll probably do whatever Nike tells them to do. No, not this week. <laughs> not this week. I think that was a one-off. I think that's a Thursday night deal. In fact, Jacksonville and Tennessee wore what they call the color rush uniforms uh, uh, the other night, Thursday night. I think it was a one-off deal. It's a Nike, uh, you know, a deal designed to sell merchandise and uh, – what a coincidence. It happens just a, a, a month or six weeks before Christmas. But, you know, it's funny. They sold a lot of those jerseys, too. I saw them in the stands at New York, uh, even a couple in the stands at Ralph Wilson Stadium back in uh, November 8th before the uh, Bills even played that game. So, yeah, I guess there's a – and believe me, the guys at Nike aren't dummies. I'm sure they've done uh-huh. research into how many uh, jersey buyers there are and what would appeal to them. And uh, here's a way to sell somebody who's probably already got three or four jerseys in their closet. Here's a way to sell them a fourth or a fifth. Well, Nike's making a lot more money than I am, so I'm certainly you're, I agree with you 100. percent I'm certainly no. I'm sure they know what they're doing. We had Joe Theismann on the show last Sunday, and he he looked at those sweaters and he thought Christmas had come in November. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> no. want, yeah, want to move on from uh, from that tongue in cheek uh, dialogue. But uh, Monday night certainly seems like it's turning into. Uh, to a certain extent, the uh, Bill Belichick Rex Ryan show uh, to to combatants that uh, certainly it's certainly making good press. Uh, another uh, another it's almost like Ali Fraser these days, but Belichick seems to be winning most of the wars. Uh, a little bit about uh, the focus on Belichick and Ryan. Yeah, I mean, they're probably you know two of the five most uh, famous coaches in the league, so that's going to happen. You know, Rex has a way of. Uh, getting attention to himself, and I think it's calculated, to be honest with you. I think he feels the, he did it before uh, he brought the team to New York uh, last week to play the Jets, and I think he does it to uh, get the attention off his players, get the heat off his players, and, and put the pressure on himself. And and uh, the one thing, I, I mean, again, I met Rex uh, this January when they hired him and deal with him, you know, on a pretty consistent basis, especially during this regular season. One thing I've learned that it, is that he usually – says what he, he thinks. He usually speaks the truth in his mind. And, um, you know, and I see him sometimes get tripped up by, you know, the media machine. People will, will say to him, uh, like this past uh, Wednesday, I think, they did a conference call with the New England media, and he's answering questions about the Patriots and Belichick and how they've won so many times against them. And then somebody says, why are you so obsessed with Belichick? And, and he's right, Rex. Said, hey, you're the guy that's asking me the questions about Belichick. Are you asking me about something else? I'll answer about that. You know, he's I think he's pretty much straightforward, and he, he says what he thinks, and and I think he um, you know sometimes gets tripped up in it because people aren't used to it. John, when when is the breakthrough going to happen with Watkins, our wide re- wide receiver? Well, you could argue that it, it's happening. I don't know if he's fully arrived, and there might not be a 
uh, definitive line. I mean, I think he had a, he did not put up big numbers against the Jets uh, last game, but he had a couple of catches, including one, and, and this is an amazing thing. It was a four-yard catch. It was late in the game, a minute 45 to play, and they're trying to sit on a uh, five-point lead against the Jets, and they're looking at third and two deep in their own territory. They really needed to convert that first down in order to, to get a fresh set of downs and burn more clock. Third and two, and they threw it to the outside to Sammy Watkins, and all night long he worked against the best corner in the game, the future Hall of Famer Darrell Revis of the Jets, and Revis was right across from him this time. One-on-one coverage, Revis played him so that he would not allow him to get outside, and Sammy still got outside. He just put a tremendous move on Darrell Revis, picked up four yards on the catch, uh, it's a, and I, I meant I talked to Rex Ryan about this. That'll never wind up in his highlight reel, but that's as important a catch as Sammy Watkins has ever had. And the coaching staff, including Rex and his receivers coach, were still marveling at how Sammy got open for just a four-yard catch against uh, Darrell Revis when it was so important. So he's pretty good. He's you know he hasn't had the Odell Beckham Jr. signature iconic catch yet, but uh, he's pretty good. And I think there's a chance uh, against this New England secondary. There's a chance that Sammy Watkins could have a a big game uh, this Monday night. Uh, John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills. John, uh, you know, Naz and I are, are, are big Buffalo Bills fans uh, from way, way back. Um, and uh, we're looking, we're in the thick of a playoff run now. And uh, the Bills are 5-4. and four. They are in the thick of the wild card right now. Um, what, uh, what's it going to take for the Bills to uh, take it from here and get to the, get to the promised land, get to the playoffs? Well, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they've got seven games left, and uh, five wins, you'd think they'd need at least five of those seven. Um, six of those seven would guarantee it. This is um, the toughest game on their schedule coming up Monday night. If they should get this one, it would be as if they stole one and maybe, uh, you know, would account for the, the one that they shouldn't have lost, and that was uh, the Jacksonville game a month ago in London. And it's funny, that, and because it's the Patriots, there's a ton of, and on Monday night, there's a ton of attention being focused on this Bills New England game. Uh, actually, a more important game in the entire playoff picture for the Bills is probably next week when they go to Kansas City. The Chiefs have won a couple in a row, and they are in the wild card playoff fight with the Bills. So the Bills, should they win at Kansas City, would uh, knock them down a peg, win the tiebreaker against them. So next week's game, in terms of playoff standing, is, is a lot more critical. They're, they're going to need to just keep playing well. They're going to need to stay healthy, which was the problem in the first half of the season. But uh, hopefully they play a little bit better defense. Um, you know, there's an interesting stat. When they score, when the Bills score 24 or more points this year, they're 5-0. and And, um, you know, that's not too much to ask of this uh, highly paid, uh, uh, very talented defense to hold your opponents to less than 24 points. So uh, I think, it, as I said, it's shaping up well. They're getting a little bit healthier. But uh, the key for them is to just keep stacking up wins and, uh, they have their first two-game win streak of the season right now, and I'd sure they'd like to make it three and then four and then onward. John, you uh, you raised an interesting point that I want to, I want to go back to, which was uh, last year the strength of the team obviously was the Buffalo Bills defense. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think their overall stats were fourth in the league, and we thought uh, you know they were an all-NFL all defense. They were a world-class defense, and we thought that uh, – they would uh, they would shine again this year. I, I don't think they've they've gone to the level that we we had expected or we had hoped for. Um, we're in, we're we're in the stretch here. Is the, is the defense coming around? Can the defense come back to the to the standard that it set last year? Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. Uh, it did. There's a it's been a troubling and bothersome issue for the Bills all season long. Where's that defense that we saw last year? Um, they had a couple of injuries, and they're playing without Aaron Williams, who I mentioned before, and 
and Kyle Williams, their Pro Bowl defensive tackle, but still they are underperforming. And, and I, I, you know, you kind of search around for reasons why. The best I could come up with asking players and coaches is there was a longer-than-expected break-in period for this new defense. You know, Rex brought in his own system. He's blessed with a lot of really good talent on the defensive side of the ball, but they're adapting to a new system, and I think that took a little bit longer. I know from conversations with Rex Ryan over the first half of the season, he thought, um, you know, he was trying to get to know these players and what they could handle and how much volume of defense he could give them. And I think he was uh, had to adjust that back and forth a couple of times. For instance, even this week, talking to him about the Patriots game, he said, you know, we're a little bit better equipped to play the kind of defense I'd like to play this week when we were back in week two in terms of what these players know and how they, much they understand their concepts defensively. So that's, that's their uh, rationale, I guess, for being slow starters on defense. But, yeah, you know what? The, the thought occurs to me, and, and Parcells, I think, oh, or maybe it was Belichick, one of those two Hall of Fame coaches, always talks about how you don't just pick up where you left off the season before. If you won 11 games one year, you don't start there the next year. You start from scratch. And I think painfully for the Bills, that's the story of where they are defensively this year. Yeah, they were fourth last year. But you don't start from that point this year. You start from ground zero. Right now, they're right in the middle of the pack. I think the 16th-ranked uh, defense in the league, but certainly capable of much better. They don't, you know, they haven't produced a lot of sacks. They were the top sack-producing team in the NFL last year, and they haven't done that this year. They're on pace to get about half as many, a little bit less than half as many sacks as they got a year ago. But they can still be effective, and I think if they could ever get that defense going, they would. Uh, they would really be a force to be reckoned with. The one thing I've noticed, John, is McCoy is really coming into his own. Uh, do you agree on that? I do, yeah. Uh, health, you know, injuries. He, I can picture the, the night back in August, beautiful summer night. The Bills were having joint practices with the Cleveland Browns, and uh, right towards the middle of the practice at St. John Fisher College, uh, LaShawn McCoy started grabbing at his, uh, at his hamstring, his upper hamstring, and Left that day, never really was healthy, came back a little bit too early, kind of re-injured the, uh, the hamstring again. So the first half of the season, he was just in a struggle to try to stay healthy. He missed a considerable number of games. And, oh, by the way, his backup, rookie Carlos Williams, missed games as well. So the Bills were really in a bind but, you know, by six or seven games into the season. But, yeah, McCoy is back. He seems to be getting better week by week. I see flashes of the player uh, that I saw back before he got hurt, you know, back in the early uh, training camp when he uh, – he sort of gets into when he gets to the second level, linebackers and defensive backs. He he sort of glides through traffic. You know, you don't see. It's a pretty amazing. He's a gifted guy, a gifted running back, one of the best in the game over the last five or eight years or so. And he he is approaching that level right now, and that's been big for the Bills. They've run the ball extremely well. They put up 266 yards on the ground against the Dolphins two games ago, and they ran for 150 yards against the best run defense in the league last week against the New York Jets. So. Clearly, LaShawn McCoy is back, and I think getting better week to week. One of the leaders on the team has come back, McAlvin. Um, I really like liked him since he started with the Bills. He's uh, he's a key, isn't he, John? Yeah, and it's funny. They don't really, because of the success of rookie quarterback Ronald Darby, who took his place in the starting lineup, they don't really have a place for Leotis McAlvin at the quarterback spot, so they used him as a safety over his two games back, and he's adapting pretty well to it. He's a He's a natural athlete. Probably every time he steps on the field, he's probably going to be the best athlete on the field in terms of stops and starts and quickness and, and ability to run. And he's just sort of using those talents in a different position at the safety spot. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big Leotis fan. I, I, you know, he's not the biggest safety in the league. He's not going to come up and uh, you know pound guys in the running game, but he can certainly cover 
and he covers a lot of territory, and uh, it's good to have him back. He's, he's a dynamic return specialist in the punt return game, and so I anticipate he's uh, due to make a big play in punt returns uh, any day now. Anyways, we've been talking to the voice of the Buffalo Bills, uh, John Murphy, also host of the John Murphy Show on WGR 550 on the AM dial weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. John, we're going to have to let you go, but before we do, a really, really quick prediction on tomorrow night's game, and uh, how do you feel this one's going to turn out to score, and uh, what do the Bills have to do to win? Well, that's a tough one. As I said right off the top, it's, it's hard to forecast the Bills winning at uh, Gillette Stadium because they've only done it once, and that was the final uh, game last year when the Patriots rested their starters. Um, if they're going to win, I think uh, the offense has to produce, uh, at least produce first downs. You know, the Bills have had a bad tendency of going three and out on offense a lot this season. They're a third in the league in terms of that number, and they, if they do that, they'll, they'll, they'll die against the Patriots because it's just like giving a, a great hitter more at bat. If you put Tom Brady on the field more often, he's going to eventually get his hit, make his plays. Um, so I think they have to convert third downs, move the chains, get the offense on the field, play good defense, mix up things against Brady, show him different coverages, different looks. And if they do that and get lucky, I think the Bills can maybe steal this win in uh, New England. They are healthier than the Patriots. And, you know, nine straight wins, uh, it's very difficult to go unbeaten in the NFL. I think the Bills might be able to win this one, but, uh, boy, it'll be close, 21-20, I guess. Anyways, uh, we've I'm been talking. Anyways, uh, John, uh, listen, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for joining us again this morning. We're certainly going to keep an eye on the Bills from now to the end. And we are hopeful that Naz's prediction will come true that uh, we'll be talking to you on Super Bowl Sunday and the Buffalo Bills will be in it. But we'll certainly be talking to you in the near future. Thanks again, John, for taking the time for us. Okay, fellas, thank you. Have a great day. That, of course, was John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills. And you can hear him weeknights on the John Murphy Show on WGR 550. Naz, I know you're a huge Bills fan. and uh, we'll double we double header tomorrow. We got a, yeah, we got a release in the, in in the, the Bruins. Bruins and, and, uh, England and Buffalo. Beautiful. Uh, uh, certainly, um, you know, uh, we, uh, I've got a good feeling about this game. Somehow I've, I've got a gut instinct tells me that the, uh, that the Bills are going to win it. The Patriots should have lost. Last week, yeah. They should have lost last Sunday. Some questionable coaching decisions by, uh, by the Giants but coach doesn't Coughlin. But doesn't it seem like every team that plays New England has questionable calls by well, the later well, coach? Well, there's, there's certainly really... the, going back to the Super Bowl yeah, and uh, the Seattle coach who uh, – Oh, the SC coach. What's his name again? My my Zoomer brain is escaping me now. Uh, Pete Carroll, Pete of course. Carroll. Uh, you know that that won him a Super Bowl. That call, not giving it to Marshawn Lynch uh, on the goal line there. And of course, last Sunday, cock, all all they have to do is run down some clock, and of course they don't do it, and they put a. Uh, you know, put the ball on the foot, put the game on the foot of the of the Patriots kicker with a, I think it was a 54 yard. It wasn't a chip yarder. shot either. It was 54 yards. No, yard but if, if, there isn't a, if there isn't a better field goal, I mean, the one thing I'll give, uh, you know what, there must be something in, in, in the Patriots management that says we've got to have the best field goal kicker in the league. I mean, you look back at some of their incredible victories in the last 15 years, and how many of them as a result of their place kicker? I mean, it was Vinatieri. Yeah. And now this, uh, it's, I, it's not Gronkowski, you know, yeah, I know. You, you know whatever. I, I keep confusing the name because it's so close. Um, you know, I mean, it's almost you bring him out for a 54-yard field goal and you're expecting him to make it. It's not a surprise. You know, you, you know, you, you know what Tom Coughlin was thinking about, I don't know. But Two you know. really good coaches making poor decisions yeah. against New England. 
Yeah, re- really, really, really poor decisions. I mean, these guys, you, you roll the dice, and you know, you don't roll the dice against the New England Patriots. That's not the team you do it against. And then look at the NFL. Tony Romo's back this week. Does Dallas make a surge into the playoffs? Everybody's looking at uh, Tony Romo winning seven in a row. One of the games is against Buffalo. Well, you know, at the end of the day, at this time of year, it's always about the teams that go on a roll, right? And you, you know, and teams get hot. You know, they they win they win the last five six. They roll into the playoffs. Win the sudden death game and and move on. It happens. So there, you know, there's very few teams that are completely, completely out of it. You know, some of them get on a roll and anything yeah. can anything can happen. Anyways, before we're just about to go to break, uh, we're going to be back after the break with Eddie Animan. But before we go to break, it's that time. Our good people at Pizzaville are you know calling me all week long. We got to give away these gift certificates. We've got to give away these gift certificates. We've got another one, fifty dollars and. Uh, if you haven't been into Pizzaville lately, get into Pizzaville. Call in now for this gift certificate. I will give you the numbers. It's great pizza. They've got great things on the menus. Uh, it's a fantastic item. All you got to do is punch a couple of numbers on your phone, and these are the numbers. 416-360-0740. I see the lights are starting to line up already. Toll free because we've got a lot of callers outside the 416 one 740 Really quickly, I'll give those to you again. 416-360-0740. It's a $50 gift card from Pizzaville. It's a great item. Naz, uh, we're doing a we're doing a skill testing question this week. Uh, we're gonna yeah, make, we'll, we're we'll, gonna make our listeners work for this prize. Yeah, who? This is a multiple choice question. Uh, who coached the Bills to four Super Bowl appearances in the nineties? Is it A. Lou Saban, B. Chuck Knox, C. Marv Levy? Give us a call with the answer. Give us a, that question again. Who? Coached the Buffalo Bills to the four Super Bowls in the 90s. Is it A, Marv Levy, B, Lou Saban, C, Chuck Knox? Anyways, give us a call right now, and we'll be giving away that $50 gift coupon, and it's time to go to break. We'll be right back after the break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. Pound three six three six no pound three six three six no Come on baby pound three six three six Come on baby pound three six three six Let's go ring to it Call Pizza Bill on your cell phone at pound three six three six There's an old saying Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. 
Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And also, if you're listening in downtown Toronto, don't forget to tune us in on 96.7 FM. With us this morning, back, a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, the legend himself, Eddie Andelman. Eddie, of course, the godfather of sports radio, the legendary host of the Sports Huddle, the uh, infamous sports talk show in Boston in the uh, 70s and, of course, later on on the ANA show. And uh, one of the true legends of sports talk radio. And, Eddie, welcome back to us and uh, to our show. And it's a pleasure to have you this morning. How are you this morning, Eddie? It's a brand new record for me. No one has ever asked me back before. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll keep asking you back. I'm sure that I'm sure that your little tongue-in-cheek there, Eddie. You, you of course, uh, have uh, an incredible career in the sports talk business. But we want to get right into it, uh, Eddie. There's a fierce rivalry going on between Boston and Toronto right now. It certainly may be uh, in Toronto's eyes. Uh, you, you Boston guys sort of look down on, on us guys in Toronto. We haven't had much success lately in anything. But uh, the, uh, the Bruins uh, gave the Leafs uh, a little bit of a, uh, a little bit, I wouldn't say a beating, but they gave us a little lesson last night in the third period. And we've got the uh, Buffalo slash Toronto Bills playing the New England Patriots tomorrow night. How's this Boston-Toronto rivalry shaping up? Uh, well, you know, at one time it was a great rivalry. 
but you know, I I stopped really, uh, except for the Stanley Cup and maybe international Olympic hockey. I've lost my interest. There are so many teams. I don't know who the players are anymore, and and they're playing in such hockey hotbeds as as Phoenix and Columbus. Uh, I don't know that league. In order to take money and three uh, million dollars a piece every time they had expansion, they gave up the quality uh, and they gave up the real rivalries. We know when there were six teams when I first started to follow hockey. I mean, you know every player, every coach. Uh, you know, and and there were legitimate rivalries that lasted a whole season. Uh, now it, it it doesn't seem to be the same game anymore. The skills aren't there that they used to be. Um, you know, stick it, just get the puck, whack it in, and chase it, and hope something because then somebody's behind. I mean, I I don't even look at it as I once did. The uh, characters back in the seventies, uh, Eddie, you were involved heavily there. Phil Esposito, Derek Sanderson, Bobby Orr. Tell me your, your your biggest story or your funniest story with Phil Esposito, because uh, Phil was probably the the guy who'd probably tell the most stories. Yeah. Well, you got to turn up the pot a little bit. I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, the the question, to Eddie, was uh, we wanted a we wanted a, a really uh, interesting Phil Esposito story because you know Boston was known for its characters and. In, in their sporting uh, in their sporting teams, and uh, of course you you're a big fan of Russell and and uh, but uh, Phil Esposito was a was a great character from the 1970s. Tell us tell us your favorite Phil Esposito story. Well, uh, Phil, do you remember Andre T. Giant? Andre the Giant. <laughs> Andre the Giant. <laughs> I understand you're still looking for him, Eddie. Right. Well, uh, actually, uh, he became very friendly with Phil, and at the time he couldn't speak English. And um, there was a watering hole here that all the players used to hang out uh, called Daisy Buchanan's, which just closed this year. And Phil used to take uh, Andre T. Giant with him, and, uh, and he would go up and, and just heckle people and say, you know, gutless, and it, it, people he didn't even know. And they'd, they'd get ready to fight him or to do something, and, and Phil would call Andre over. <laughs> and then look at Andre T. Giant... And they'd say, hey, come on, let me buy you one. Uh, and then, actually, you know, people pronounced his name wrong all the time in Boston. It, it was like a girl, Phyllis. Uh, uh, so I used to call him Phyllis all the time and burn him up. Uh, which... he was, a, he was a, a scorer, I think an overrated hockey player uh, in the sense that he parked himself right in front of the net all the time. Well, that was hockey in the 70s, uh, Eddie. Certainly, uh, we're talking to Eddie Andelman, the godfather of sports radio, and coming back to something a little bit more current, there's a big game in New England uh, tomorrow night, uh, certainly a big game in this part of town. I'm not so sure how big of a game the, the Patriots down in New England they think it is, but uh, Rex Ryan's coming to town uh, in New England tomorrow night, and uh, I don't know if you're a big Rex Ryan fan. Uh, Eddie, uh, your thoughts on the game tomorrow night, and... Uh, Rex Ryan uh, riding into town. Well, if you take Rex Ryan, um, who uh, was made by the New York media, uh, you know, as um, a great coach, and if you take him and his brother, who was just fired by New Orleans, they don't come close to the father. (laughs) 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 But he was a great great coach. Uh, But uh, Ryan is not a great coach. I mean, it's, it's absurd 
to even think that. He rejuvenated the Buffalo Bills, and there's no question about it. He makes good copy. But the Patriots will toy with them as, as they usually do. You were uh, you were you were somewhat critical of uh, Tom Coughlin's performance last Sunday in the uh, in the Giants uh, game against the Patriots, which I think uh, a reasonable observer would have suggested that perhaps the Giants should have won that game. Uh, well, th- go ahead, Eddie. The clock management uh, was, was could have been done better by an eighth grader. Uh, it was almost absurd. Uh, if they had just run the, the clock, the Patriots are on the two-yard line with less than 30 seconds to go. So strictly, uh, uh, Peyton Manning's brother, little brother, uh, was looking to get into the end zone and get some glory with another pass. But he he is uh, a very good quarterback, but he's not amongst the elite, in my opinion. Um, the giant defenses are the ones that won the Super Bowls, not, not uh, Manning. Uh, Eddie, um, Bill Belichick, is he the best coach ever? And uh, Tom Brady, where does he rank as, uh, as a quarterback all-time in the NFL? Well, uh, it's interesting. I just did a commentary uh, on the two greatest uh, MVPs to their team in history. One would be Bill Russell of the Celtics, who won nine out of 11 world championships uh, as a coach, as a player, as an Olympian, uh, his record, his team, uh, San Francisco Dons were undefeated for two years uh, under with Bill Russell. And then Tom Brady is in that class because I don't believe Belichick is the greatest coach ever simply because um, when he was with Cleveland for a few years, um, his record was way under 500. Um, but any team that has Tom Brady or any coach that has Bill Russell almost had an invitation to win the championship. So, uh, in my opinion, uh, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time uh, because if you look at his career, Wally, how many uh, Hall, of, Hall of Fame players that, that played with Brady? You look at Joe Montana, there's a dozen. Pittsburgh, there's a dozen. Uh, with the Patriots, as far as I know, there's no, no not one in the Hall of Fame. So, it has to be him, uh, without question. He's well, not it, the greatest passer in the world. He's not the greatest runner in the world. But one thing about Tom Brady is he's a smart son of a gun, and he takes an opportunity uh, uh, to study the defenses before he throws, and uh, usually he's right on the money. We're talking, of course, to Eddie Andelman, the godfather of sports radio, legendary sports talk radio host and uh what made you incredible as a sports talk radio host, Eddie, and you still are a sports talk radio host. People can listen to you on Boston Herald Radio on Friday on your show, Anything Goes. But what I always loved about you, Eddie, is you had the capacity to be serious and to be irreverent at the same time. Uh, you never took things too seriously, but you did take them seriously when the occasion required. And I want to go back to a tweet. Uh, of course, uh, if you want, if people want to keep up to speed with Eddie Andelman, uh, check out his Twitter account. You tweeted on October 24th, Eddie, which will come first? Will the Cubs win the series? Will the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Cup? Will Massachusetts elect a Republican majority in the Senate? Or we'll see the end of the world first. So which one is it going to be, Eddie? <laughs> well, I'd like to see the Toronto win for the simple reason. I mean, I've visited there many, many times. It's a wonderful city, perfectly ethnic, balanced city. Uh, it's clean. It's fun. 
and so and the most loyal fans of the world what they pay for tickets um, they should uh, hockey fans in, in Toronto really should be examined for their own mental health <laughs> <laughs> how can one team be so poor all the time you know I didn't see the game last night but I'm reading about it in the Globe this morning and um, all they had to do was score twice and they win the game they can't even score once. They can't even tie. They can't, I mean, it's just pathetic. What Toronto has to do, in my opinion, is they have to hire, let's say, whoever coaches the uh, NCAA hockey championship. Pay them a, none of those guys are making big money, but they need a whole new look in Toronto. They, they need a coach who will bring some collegiate spirit and a coach uh, you know, who will be upset when they lose. I think Toronto doesn't do very much, in my opinion, only because uh, they're going to sell all the tickets at record prices anyway. So what is their motivation for getting better? Anyways, we were talking to Eddie Andelman. I, Eddie, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even dare tell you what a ticket costs for a Toronto Maple Leaf hockey game these days. You, you'd be absolutely shocked. Uh, there, some of the, some, not even the best seats in the house are nudging close to five hundred dollars a seat. But anyways, we've got a great coach in Toronto these days, Mike Babcock, and uh, he doesn't have anybody who can score on the ice. Not not what we'd like, but uh, certainly uh, we're hoping that Monday night we turn the tables on the Bruins. So hopefully the the Leafs will give the Bruins a bit of a beating Monday night. Uh, listen, Eddie, our time has come short. You've always been good to us. We appreciate that you're a fan of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. And uh, we wish you all the best, and uh, we hope to get you back here in, in the near future. All right, this time, if I see you in Florida, I'm buying. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Eddie, I'm down there in March. I'm going to look you up, and absolutely, that will be an offer I would never refuse. Listen, I appreciate it so much, and I will see you in Florida in March. All right, and it's not going to be some cheap hamburger place. No, no, we're going, we're going all out, Eddie. All out. Yeah, Wally well, spent seven fifty on him. <laughs> thanks, Eddie. Keep up the good work, boys. We will. Right. Thanks, Eddie Andelman, of course. Eddie Andelman, the what Godfather of Sports Radio, and uh, certainly, I, I actually did have uh, I did have a burger with Eddie down in uh, West Palm last March. So you spent seven dollars and fifty cents, no, I guess. No, I, no, but you had to convert the currency, so that seven <laughs> seven seven dollars and fifty cents probably cost me more than probably closer to ten bucks. You know, and, yeah, and it's he a went cost, for the senior. The seniors discount. Yeah, we right? went for the seniors discount, and you know what? Uh, you know Eddie. Eddie's a he's a, he's a class guy. He's a senior, and you know what? I'm getting pretty close to being able to claim yeah, my own seniors there. discount. So uh, I'm not necessarily sure I want to joke about that one all that much. <laughs> it is Zoomer Radio. And of course, we got Neil Durning in studio who's going to tell us a little bit about how to keep uh, us Zoomers how to try and keep younger. But uh, Eddie Andeman, I'll tell you, I spent two hours with him over lunch. This guy, um, in his career has interviewed every legend in every sport that you can possibly imagine. I spent two and a half hours with him. Unfortunately, I had to, I had to, I had to leave. I got to spend days with him. The stories this guy could tell you about the legends, uh, just I was like a kid in a candy store. He, he, he's, ta- he's met, talked, interviewed them all, Ali, Frazers, uh, Havlicek, Russell, everybody, everybody imaginable. And uh, certainly, uh, we appreciate the fact that he came on the show. And it is uh, time to go sell uh, sell some uh, sell some product. It's time for our break, and we'll be right back after the break. 
talking with Neil Durning. Uh, you want to set that up for us a little bit, Neil? What are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk a little bit about some lifestyle changes. We are talking to Zoomers here, and uh, you know, all of us have come from a life of, uh, of you know, sports background, etc. We're all in reasonable shape. Holiday season's coming up, Christmas is coming up, and people are concerned about their diets, their health, and they want to get into that suit, they want to get into that dress. And I'm uh, just going to throw some tips at them on how they can go about doing that. A little couple of diet and nutrition tips and how they can contact me, contact us uh, for additional information and just make that happen. How about that? That sounds fantastic. Looking forward to that All and right. uh, drawing upon your expertise. So we'll be right back after the break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. It's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... uh, Someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steels Paint, 4190 Steels Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. 
Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. You're listening live from Liberty Village in... We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Uh, coming with a, coming up with us in the show right now in studio. Uh, it is fantastic. Our, our mentor, back. our uh, co-founder, <laughs> exactly. uh, Neil Durning was there. We're a team. In the beginning. We're when a the team. Naz and Wally Sports Hour was, was put together, we're... Thrilled to have you back in studio, oh Neil. It's fantastic. Uh, just to, uh, before we get into it, I just want to remind our listeners, we will be taking your calls shortly uh, at 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Neil, there's a reason we have you in studio this morning. It's a time of year. We've got to be careful about... Yes. Uh, about what goes into our Absolutely. systems, Absolutely. how we work it off, and I know, uh, all kidding aside, you you're heavily involved in uh, yes in workouts, so. in yes. training. Uh, you are in fact a champion of sorts, Listen, not of was, sorts. You, know you are a world champion I'm glad that in you brought deadlifting that up. in your age category. Glad that you brought that up because, listen, I mean, of all the great Who sports you beat legends, Eddie Andelman? Been, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because of all the sport, you know, here's sports stories and you overlooked mine. I was absolutely shocked. <laughs> and being part of the program, I figured I'd be one of the first people that you would call up and interview once that great moment took, took, took place. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, the only reason we haven't called you, I think, probably is because we're a little bit jealous. Of, I thought maybe perhaps it was because you owe yeah, me money. Because, you you know, we all went to the same high school together, exactly. and we're, we're, feel, we're feeling a little bit inferior that, uh, nah, we, you know, we see all these what? these great sporting <laughs> achievements that you're making, oh, and we're a little goodness. bit envious. But all kidding aside, Neil, tell us, uh, tell us what you've been up well, to, yeah. both from a training point of view, your accomplishments, yes. and... Uh, what lessons you can uh, pass on to well, some no, of our are, uh, Zoomer listeners? There are lessons, and lessons are things you know that you learn in a short term. And we've had people on here like Aubrey De Silva. We've had uh, Omar Issef. All these people come from you know from uh, my background, and you know just in the studio alone. If there was a camera here, people would understand that everybody in the studio, from what I can see, we're all in very good shape. But there are people out there. I've received a lot of emails. I started a company called Radical Fitness. Okay, I've received, and, well, I, and I went out there. What was the name of that company? Radical again? Radical Fitness. No, spell it because R-A-D- people. Want to go check it out? It's not spelled the way people no, think it's spelled. R A D I K A L, and it's named after one of the people who co-founded it with me, Donna Raddick. Uh, she's an Iron Man, if that's political, politically correct. It's exactly what she calls herself, and a triathlete. And um, basically, look, I mean, what happened was a number of years ago, um, I went to a grade school reunion. Okay, um, I was kind of like very uncomfortable. There were people that we know, like the Hawk was there and Kim Tyson. And I ran into an old friend of mine, uh, Ruby Naylor, who you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to her and looking at her and go, this person is just such an incredibly good shape, right? And looked absolutely beautiful. And later on saw some pictures of the two of us together. And I looked like, I looked like Uncle Fester. I mean, I really did. I was waxy. I was old, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I decided that I have to do something about it. So I went from that experience, went back and, and basically um, began a training process where, you know, quit smoking, lose weight, et cetera, and get on a decent diet. And I discovered very quickly, okay, and we all know that diet is not, um, you know, a short-term thing. I mean, at our age, and Zoomers, all you Zoomers out there, um, diet is about a lifestyle change, okay? Um, sugar is the enemy, as you know, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and basically what I decided to do was, like, I, I, I'm, trying to, I, I'm trying to. I put together a program for people of our vintage 50-plus, okay? Tell us a little bit about that program. Well, what it's all about is it depends on the individual, okay? We do have um, – we work out of a number of gyms out of the city of Toronto. I'm not here to sell that. 
Um, but we do work out of a number of gyms in the city of Toronto. We tailor programs to people's specific needs. Again, I get messages from people who are type 2 diabetics. I get messages from people who have hip problems, knee problems. They want to get fit. They want to live longer. Um, what can we do to help them along the way? And basically what I do at this particular point in time before the company gets up and running and into full swing, um, you know, to message me and we'll put together programs specific to their needs. Okay, Walter, you have some issues. You had some issues with your eyes. You can only do certain things. And as much as you want to stay physically fit and lift and become a very powerful person, you have to limit yourself. So we would develop a program specific to your needs and specific to NAS's needs, etc. And it comes through an assessment and an evaluation that we'll do at a gym close to you if necessary. And we have three people involved in the process. Myself, I look after more or less the powerlifting aspect of it. If people want strength training, uh, if they're athletes and they want to get a little bit more powerful. We have people who are looking more after the um the uh, the aerobic aspect of your health, um, making your heart, you know getting your heart rate back where it should be, and exercising that aspect of your life, and we have yoga for people who need to stretch and get those joints up. Because what I tell people, okay, is that the muscles can usually take it at our age, but the joints suffer, okay, and they're the first things that are going to be affected by any type of physical activity. Uh, but we're here to talk about right now. We were talking about the holiday season coming up, Christmas, etc. And and just by the way, that girl that I met back, the thing she. Is still as beautiful as ever, and that's going to attest to that. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's like it's amazing, and uh, that's what physical fitness and diet can do for you. But like, I want people to to send me a note. I mean, through the how about info at nasamwali.ca if that's okay, um, to provide you with some diet information. Um, again, I've mentioned to people in the past that we do have some quick fix diets. Not something that I highly recommend, but they are doctor the doctor prescribed diets um, that'll help you lose four to five pounds per week, healthy. Okay, and get you into that suit and get you into that little black dress uh, for the holiday season. Uh, we're talking, of, of course, to uh, our uh, our co-founder and our friend uh, Neil Durning. We're talking about lifestyle. We're talking about nutrition. Yes. And we're talking about uh, physical fitness. And uh, it's a call-in show. If you want to call in, our number is 416-360-0740. one 740-4740. Call in. You're welcome to talk to Neil about yeah. fitness, about training, talk about the Leafs, talk about the Bills, whatever you want to talk about. Give us a call. Absolutely. Neil, yeah. uh, a lot of Zoomers out there uh, are out there and they can't afford yes. personal training, as That's you correct. probably know. Yeah. How do uh, Zoomers get – does your program allow them to uh, get involved and not – Listen, so much to you know me, it. Naz, and I'm not the type of person that's going to try to retire on anybody when yeah. it comes to physical fitness. And so far, I've probably provided a lot more advice free of charge uh, by contacting mm. me, uh, PAing me either through Facebook or, uh, again, now at nazanwally.ca, info at nazanwally.ca. I'd be more than happy to provide certain people with, you know, with the information that they need. It's all about, you know, it's all about us. It's, an all, it's all about trying to get as healthy as we possibly can. And, uh, and again, to answer your question, um, some people require a lot more attention. Some people have a different agenda that they just want to they want to make themselves more powerful. And those are the type of people that require a lot of attention. They require two hours in a the gym. They require three days a week in the gym. Um, and that, of course, comes with a cost. But if you just need something to help you along the way, if you have a problem, 
I'm the first person to offer, you know, my assistance and the assistance of my, of my partners free of charge. Um, so feel very free if that answers your question. I hope it does. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much. And, Neil, yeah. uh, we'll certainly stay on top of this issue. We'd love to have you back to chat a little bit. You're not going You're anywhere right now. You're going to have me back quite frequently, I hope. No, just kidding. Is that a promise or a <laughs> oh, threat? <wrong>. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, we've got a, we've got a caller on the line. Uh, welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Uh, who are we speaking with this morning? Hello. Hello. Good morning. Who are we speaking with this morning? Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, and thanks for calling. Gentlemen, it's uh, D General. Oh, the D General's oh, on the goodness. line. We we miss you. We haven't heard from you in a while. D yeah, General, how are you, how are you guys been? You guys have been busy. Great shows, you know. A lot of a lot of discussions going on, and uh, a lot of news items. Everything's been happening. I don't know what to talk about. Well, There's D, so much in the news. D General, I'm going to cut to the chase here, my friend. We've got a few minutes left, so uh, you tell us what's on your mind this morning. Well, let's talk about the Leafs. <laughs> of course. Listen, I, I think, listen, I'm not a Leaf guy, but I tell you, I'm, I'm very impressed with what Babcock's doing. I think, uh, you know, he's proving people uh, that, that uh, he's proving to people that he's, he's a good man. He knows what he's doing. He's got a plan. He's following through. He's getting some of these guys to play his game. Uh, it's only a matter of time before they start seeing even better results than they've uh, been showing. Uh, they got a little, little ragged yesterday against the Bruins, my Bruins, but, uh, but I see some good things. Uh, uh, I'll leave it up to you guys. What do you think? And uh, you think they're on the right track? Oh, I think Mike uh, Babcock is the best coach in the NHL. And I do believe that the, the Leafs are going to make the playoffs. But one thing I want to bring up, and the ragged play, you talked about that last night, and we talked about it off the off uh, air, Wally. The Toronto Maple Leafs have eight back-to-back games. And, the, and, and Babcock was complaining about that. Babcock was quoted this week. He couldn't, he couldn't understand the schedule. He's never seen anything like it. And, uh, and it's tough. You know what? I mean, it showed. The Leafs showed last night. They, you know, they run out of gas in the third period. But, uh, they, you know, they, like we, and we talked about this last week, Naz, in this mediocrity of what they call the NHL nowadays. There's no, there's no super teams anymore. It's a, it's a team that gets the hot goalie, and right now the Leafs got a hot goalie. Yeah, Reimer, Reimer's been standing on his head, and, and Don Cherry last night uh, even directed some comments toward James Reimer, and a, a, the ultimate pat on the back said, uh, you know, Reimer right now, the last two or three weeks, has been the best goaltender in the NHL, and that's why the Leafs have been fairly successful, because quite frankly, Naz, the talent isn't there. Come on. It isn't there, but and give Babcock credit. If he had some talent, watch there, out. There is some talent, though, Wally. There's right. Morgan. Can Robin. you please? Oh, okay. There's uh, fair, fair enough. I mean, I, they my, have my, twelve my, guys. A little bit, a little, they have twelve I, guys. I'm talking about talent Wally, in a collective sense. There's a couple of guys Wally, who've got some. T- some but there, overall, come on, come on. There's twelve. They're, not, they're in the players, bottom five in the league in Wally, terms of overall talent. There's twelve talent. players on that team that were first round selections. So what in the draft? So they so have what? talent. It's a and but Mike Babcock is the coach who brings the talent out. What I'm saying about back to back here is the here's here's the issue. I'll let you finish your point. Okay. Go ahead. Toronto Maple Leafs play Carolina Hurricanes on a Friday night, and they're in Boston on a Saturday night. Boston is we've been waiting three days for the Leafs to come in. Who's of course they're going to play ragged hockey at the end of the game last night. Whoever does the Leafs schedule, it's probably Kazoo from the Flintstones that does the schedule. <laughs> Should get in there and do it properly. You know what? Good, good. You know, I mean, we can we can complain about the schedule all we want, and it is what it is. And you know, good teams overcome that stuff. And it's unfortunate we only got half and half uh, half a minute left <laughs> to have this debate. 
But uh, James Van Riemsdyk was second overall pick, Wally. So what? That's that's that's. If you're a second overall he's, pick, okay, you have so he, talent. Somebody, some, he had talent in in the Not level had, below has, the NHL. Has talent. There's you know there's all kinds. He's of, a thirty goal shooter. I, Lupo you know what, is a thirty goal shooter. I, I, if you can keep him on the ice, well, I mean, he he's has, injured most he, of the he time. He has been on the ice right? this year. Uh, I'm saying talent. I mean, we can go down individual, but when, when you get they're down, all the same. The teams are all the same. They have Leafs will, have, Leafs uh, will win if they get all world goaltending, and and I and I'll give credit where credit is due. Babcock is doing a superior job with the tools at his disposal. I will give him credit for that. Is there? In terms of ranking the talent, I mean, talent, okay, they got all these first-round picks or whatever. But if you're going to analyze their roster compared to the other 32 teams in the league in terms of talent level, I don't think they even finish in the top five. And unfortunately, I'm getting the wrap-up sign, and I know that you really want to come back at me with that one, Naz. So next week, guys. We'll, we'll, you have to finish this discussion we'll, for we'll, sure. We'll open up next week with that oh discussion. Yes. Anyways, Neil, it's been a, it's been a blast having Love you back. back. Wonderful. Uh, Neil, uh, Naz, always a pleasure uh, going toe-to-toe with you in, uh, <laughs> on Sunday mornings. It. It's always, uh, you, you get me going. And, uh, I'm going to bring my Tiger Williams uh, antics next week. <laughs> next <laughs> Sunday. Anyways, to all our loyal <laughs> listeners, uh, thanks for listening yeah, in, and uh, we wish everyone a fantastic week and uh, look forward to talking to you again next Sunday morning. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. Good morning. I'm Bob Shepard with the Zoomer Radio News at 10 o'clock. It is 1 or 34 Fahrenheit. There is a chance of flurries this afternoon. Brussels remains under its highest threat level for a second day as the manhunt continues for a suspect in the Paris attacks last seen entering Belgium. Subways and underground trains remain closed and officials have recommended sports competitions and all activities in public buildings should be cancelled. Canada has issued a travel alert for Belgium advising Canadians to exercise a high degree of caution. This weekend, Toronto's Opera Italia and Tafel Music Baroque Orchestra are performing three sold-out shows of the Opera Armide at the Versailles Palace in Paris. In an ironic turn, the theme of the piece, which was written in 1686, is the conflict between Muslims and Christians. Here's Opera Italia's co-artistic director, Marshall Pankowski. We feel very, very... This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.